Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to episode 169 of The Big Cruise Podcast. Uh, my name is Baz, I'm just one of your hosts. And of course, uh, as you heard last week, uh, Chris has been out and about experiencing uh, the latest ship to call uh, Australia home. So we're going to catch up with Chris in just a second. But before then, a little shout out, a little thank you as always to those of you that are listening, liking and subscribing, no matter where you are in the world. We keep receiving all these great uh, reviews and uh, recommendations and uh, whatever you can do just to uh, pass the good word on that we're here and talking all things cruise is greatly appreciated. We've got a bumper show today. It's an exclusive. We're talking to Chris all about his recent cruise aboard Celebrity Edge. So without uh, further ado, let's get Chris on the line and start talking all things cruise. Hey, Chris, how are you, my friend? Hey, Baz, really good. And hello to all the listeners. I hope you Ooh. didn't mind uh, me stumbling my way through the episode last week all on my own. <laughs> no, no, you did a great job, mate. I appreciate that. Uh, as you uh, said, I was... Uh, on the way back from Virgin Voyages, which we'll touch off in another episode to explain uh, what happened uh, on board there. It was incredible. I did put a little note at the end of last week's episode. Um, but yeah, of course, as I was flying back to Perth, you were already over on the East Coast and were boarding uh, Celebrity Edge for uh, her first sailing as she headed down towards Auckland, I believe. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it was its first ever Australian departure. Um, Brand new ship for the Australian market, uh, brand new ship for the New Zealand market, uh, and very, very fortunate to be on board as a guest of Celebrity Cruises uh, to check out uh, the ship and the, the itinerary, the inaugural sailing. We sailed from um, Sydney across to, to Auckland. Um, I departed the ship in Auckland along with many people in the group that I was with, uh, and then a whole heap of um, additional uh, journalists, travel writers, and travel agents boarded in Auckland. And we'll continue the voyage back to back to Australia. Mm, so, you uh, you've seen obviously celebrity ships before, but Edge is very very different. What were those mm. uh, 
initial first impressions? Well, look, I mean, the first thing you notice when you see Edge um, alongside in Sydney is that the ship exterior-wise looks very different from pretty much every other cruise ship that comes to the Australian market. Um, mm -hmm. It's got that new style um, forward-facing um, bow, uh, of course, the, the dark blue hull, which is shared across the celebrity ships, but it's got the few little features that kind of really make it stand out, including uh, the bright orange uh, magic carpet, which is the movable platform on the side of the ship. And that's certainly very mm -hmm. noticeable when you're on the pier. Um, and the funnel is in a gigantic uh, X in the shape of uh, Celebrity Cruises branding. So that certainly is very, um, uh, very noticeable as well. Um, you also notice on, on, the, on the ship as you're walking uh, alongside or looking at it from um, the Sydney Opera House side, you get that full profile of the vessel uh, that there's a lot of glass on the external profile. And this is because the ship predominantly has um, these infinite veranda um, mm -hmm. staterooms that we'll talk about uh, when we get to we get to that part of the podcast. But because of the way they're designed, there's like this sort of glass facade on them. Um, so she looks very, very modern and sleek, um, very sort of um, sort of clean sort of side profile. And then on the top deck, you can kind of make out things like walkways and observation areas and stuff. So it's quite, quite impressive to look at from the outside. Um, stepping on board, Baz, uh, you embark into the ship. There's uh, already a, a warm and welcoming atmosphere. There's people there to welcome you aboard the ship. Um, and stepping inside, you really realize from that very first moment that the architecture inside the ship is completely different um, from pretty much everything else that's um, been coming through Australia. Maybe, maybe sounds virgin. I'll have to wait for your, um, your review <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, it's kind of oversized, um, scaled up, huge amounts of open space. Um, really clever use of the space within the ship to allow for rooms to transcend decks and um, they don't, don't usually have that sort of standard rectangular or square shape that many cruise ship public spaces do. The, these, these areas are quite dynamic in the way they've been designed and uh, the ship itself presents really well. The crew were instantly on and ready to, to, to interact with, um, with passengers. Um, and there was a very sort of warm, friendly uh, party atmosphere on board the ship just from the moment. Sort of excited, I think, that everybody was there for this first sailing. Awesome, Chris. And uh, how about the whole embarkation procedure from uh, from the overseas passenger terminal? How did that? Uh... Yeah, so it was really good. Um, Celebrity has a, a, a pretty good app, actually. It's, it's one of the best that I've used. And um, you put in all of your uh, embarkation information ahead of... The departure uh, on the day before departure, 24 hours before you're prompted to also do the health questionnaire. So, and, and you're given a, an embarkation time. So, when we arrived at um, the terminal, there were you know only handfuls of people there. Uh, I we got a 12:30 embarkation time, um, and usually you know when when you get a sort of midday time, everybody's sort of gone out. Oh, I'm just going to come to the terminal now. I don't want to wait for my allocated mm -hmm. time, and it's usually chaotic. But this um, this whole process was really smooth. Um, in Sydney, we were at the overseas passenger terminal, so the ship's too big to go through under the bridge. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, you enter in from the lower level, go up the escalator, and then they had teams of people with um, iPads who were uh, scanning your 
um, QR code that comes with your boarding pass and then confirming all the details on the iPad. And then basically you were sent across the ship. You, you use your um, QR code to board the ship and to be scanned on when they um, check you when, you when you're entering the vessel. Uh, and your key cards are waiting for you at your cabin when you arrive. So it really does sort of streamline the whole process of getting onto the ship. Uh, on our embarkation, there was a slight delay on the gangway. Um, they only, at the time I was there, were only using one of the gangways at Sydney Harbour, um, at the overseas passenger terminal. Uh, I mm -hmm. couldn't work out whether that was because the other one was inoperative or perhaps the ship's design doesn't allow for the second one to be attached or maybe oh, they were just repositioning it. I'm not sure. So maybe a five, 10 minute delay of people waiting on the gangway and, and on the, on the um, quay side there by, by the passenger terminal. But after that, we were on board. And I think the whole process probably took uh, with the waiting time included, maybe half an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so not bad at all. I always fast. say if it's 30 minutes or less, then uh, we're winning. Absolutely. So you uh, you obviously walked up the gangway. You just hold your first impressions of the ship. Where did you head to first? The first thing we did when we entered into the ship is uh, just familiarize ourselves with where we were. Then we went through past the Grand Plaza, and that is just an absolutely stunning space. Um, it's spanned across three decks it's got this very very striking um, illuminated light feature above the bar that is on the lower level and then there's a dance floor an enormous white christmas tree with hundreds of maybe even thousands of decorations on it it was very very vibrant and um, there's restaurants that overlook the area um, there's a sort of twin staircase that comes down into it there was music playing people already having drinks uh, but we thought the best thing to do first was to check out uh, the accommodation. So it went to um, our um, infinite veranda um, cabin, uh, got our key cards, uh, met our cabin attendant um, and familiarized ourselves with what was possibly the most impressive balcony cabin that I've had on a cruise ship. Tell us about the cabin. So the infinite veranda cabin is interesting. It's, there's a, there's a number of things that make me make me think it's it's really really good. Um, the first thing is when we entered into the space, we you, you notice immediately that there's it's a very spacious room. Um, it's got the whole ship has got excellent um, ceiling height, so I'm very tall, and I, I don't mm -hmm. think I really needed to duck at all. There was a couple of um, fire door doors that you go through where you might have to sort of duck a little bit, but at just shy of two meters tall. There's head height in the cabin, there's head height in the bathroom. So it just feels like you can sort of like being in a hotel, really. Um, you walk into the room, there's there was twin beds set up. I was, I was traveling with uh, my, my best mate. We've been childhood friends since we were five years old. So he joined me on this particular one. So we had the, the twin beds there. Um, they both have dresses on each side. And then there's a sitting area in the cabin, um, a sort of desk area, a mini bar fridge. There's a flat panel television on the wall, but then you notice the depth of the room and that comes down to this infinite veranda idea. And I know this is something uh, yeah, that yeah. if you look it up online, there's, there's varying opinions, but I actually thought it worked really well. And what this is, is the, the, the cabin sort of stops where the veranda or balcony would normally be, but instead of it being the door that leads out to the outdoor veranda, it transitions from carpet to sort of wood, uh, faux wood paneling floor, so a bit like deck. 
um, and there's yeah. twin chairs, a little table, and this sort of wall of glass. So you get this really sort of um, striking view as you walk into the cabin. But at a press of a button, the top half of the glass folds down behind the bottom half, and it actually opens up to become a veranda. So almost at the same height as where the balcony railing would be if you had a standard balcony. Mm -hmm. um, behind where, where the carpet and the, um, the decking meet, there's um, sort of louver doors that can be closed. So you can actually separate it out to become an outdoor uh, balcony or it can be part okay. of the stateroom. Yep. Um, and uh, the great thing about that, of course, is that we, we were, when we were on the Trans-Tasman, there was rough weather, um, a little bit of um, a little bit of rain, and you can still get that view. You can still use that space. We could sit there and have have a coffee or just watch the ocean um, without having to like be outside. And I think sometimes with the standard balconies, they they particularly in any bad weather, they kind of just sit there being unused for a lot of time. And I know on our previous voyage that we we covered off on on Royal Princess, we had some rough seas and you know, we did the, the breakfast on the balcony on that trip, but it was, it was tough because obviously we were, um, it was, it was raining and, uh, and windy and stuff. So in this particular design, they would be able to, you, you were able to use that space, you know, all year round, which is, which is quite mm. novel and unique. Um, I suppose, um, in terms of, um, of downsides on, on that, um, element, I mean, you do have to obviously set it up if you want to have, access to the veranda it's not like just walking straight out you have to press the button to lower the, yeah. the glass it's not a huge you know not a huge deal it doesn't take up much time um and you know it's um it's a little bit probably a little bit higher in terms of the 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 railing area where where the divide in the glass is doesn't bother doesn't bother me at all because i'm very tall but i imagine if you were a little bit shorter you're sitting on the chairs you might have that sort of um metal partition in your in your sight yeah. lines but again i think it's a very interesting concept and it worked it worked really well we, we really enjoyed it um there's also another button that you press and fully fully block out blinds come down so the whole okay. area sort of becomes as i guess private as a inside cabin like at the, yeah. in the morning you, you don't wake up from sunlight because it's it's very dark in there if you've got that blind down um the yeah. other thing though about this room and I know it sounds funny, but I was just, so, I was so impressed is the bathroom. Um, you walk into the bathroom. Um, it, it is, it's got tiled floors. It's got a full size shower and I'm talking about like a proper shower with full yeah. head height. So no ducking. If you're tall, like you can stand up fully shoulders back, that kind of thing in the shower. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an adjustable shower head. It's got a um, foot rest if you if you need it. It's got a um, and a railing there for you to hold on to in case there's any rough rough seas, um, and a, sh a, sh a curved shower door. So it's all been designed. The whole space has been sort of architecturally designed. Um, and then there's a, a, a toilet, a towel railings, and a huge mirror and a proper sink, not just like a little plasticky built-in sink, but like a proper a ceramic sink with you know hot and cold tap and that sort of thing so it really feels like it's um a bit more premium than the the standard cruise ship fit out um, and i know mm -hmm. this was an infinite veranda stateroom it is a very nice stateroom it's not it's not an entry level um level of accommodation but even compared to you know veranda cabins on many other ships there's been lots and lots of 
thought put into the way it's designed. And there's lots of curves throughout the design. So the the cupboards and storage is a, sort of a curved structure that blends into the wall. But when you pull on, you know, there's like areas to pull, pull on the doors and they open up and it sort of folds out and allows you access to storage. Um, potentially, if you were doing a long cruise, this might have slightly limited storage in terms of cupboard space. Um, but for a short trip like what we were doing, it was it was ample um, and um, there's plenty of light fittings around the room. Everything can, can, be, can be controlled by a touch panel um, near the door, which allows you to control lights and, um, uh, and, the, and the temperature in the room as well. And I believe though, I didn't try it, but I, I've since found out that you can also control some of those features using the app uh, on your phone. Yeah. So that's oh, pretty yeah. cool. But I didn't, I didn't realize that until, um, until we were leaving the ship. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just curious the uh, the infinite veranda is there times where you can't physically open or close it I've, I've heard rumors and I don't know how true this is that on occasion for I don't know, weather or operational yeah. reasons the bridge can actually isolate all of the control yeah. and nobody can actually open their verandas so that didn't happen on our trip but there is a there is a little sign next to the switches that say that um, you know there may be times where the um, veranda is 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 controlled by the bridge um, and right, I think right. I think that I've also seen stuff on YouTube where people um, have had that experience to find it a little bit um, confronting. It didn't happen mm -hmm. at all for us. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a little bit akin to back on the old um, ocean liners and even on some cruise ships today of the older design. If you had a cabin lower down in the ship, the bridge could require the deadbolt to be put over the window um yeah, due to weather yeah. i mean i remember on qe2 and, and even on aurora when i was traveling on board as a guest speaker um in in rough weather they'd put the big deadlights rather down over the windows and, and close them so um and yeah. you, you had no control over that that was ordered from the bridge um so yeah, i yeah. guess it's sort of similar to that in terms of an operational requirement yeah fair play now i know you had a chat with a few different people on board chris who have you got in line for us first well i had a um a, a very fortunate opportunity to sit down with the president of Celebrity Cruises, uh, Laura Hodges-Bethke. Wow. Um, and she's, uh, you know, relatively new in the role, but I think has a great passion for um, celebrity and, and for this particular class of ships. And because it is new to the Australian market, I wanted to find out from her everything about what makes the ship special, what she's most excited about, about having it here, uh, and um, a little bit about her as a person, as a cruiser. So. Um, I've got a, a, a brief interview with her here. Fabulous, let's hear it. So I'm very, very fortunate to be joined by the president of Celebrity Cruises here on board Celebrity Edge. Laura, thanks so much for joining me. Such a pleasure to be with you today. This ship, I mean, I've been on a lot of ships and listeners will know they've followed me on ship journeys, but this one has just blown my mind in the 24 hours I've been here. What is special about Celebrity Edge and what are you most excited about bringing to the Australian market? Well, one, just super excited she's here, mm. right? Um, it was really intentional for us to make sure that we had an edge class ship in mm -hmm. each of our largest markets. So in Europe, in Alaska, in Australia, in the Caribbean. And so really excited that she's here overall. When she was being designed, it was really intentional for us to use land-based designers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were teaching them about how to build in the marine world, mm -hmm. um, and they were teaching us how to push the boundaries against yeah. kind of traditional 
traditional thinking of architecture on ships. Okay. And so that's kind of turned into this game-changing vessel that is just this beautiful, luxurious resort yeah. um, delivering the best premium vacation in the world. I mean, you just preempted my second question was, uh, walking around here, the, the use of space, the amount of glass that lives, gives you the views of the ocean, yes. the fact that I woke up this morning and did yoga up in the um, rooftop garden where there's yeah. real plants. I mean, when you're designing the edge class, what goes into the considerations of how to elevate this design? Yeah, so when you take that, we always go back to what our consumers are telling us, right? And when they come on to our ships and our guests are on our ships, they want to connect with the outside. They want to connect with the water. Mm -hmm. um, they want to have grand open spaces. They want to blur the line between inside and outside. So when you're on our resort deck where our pools are, mm -hmm. we have chairs that are facing out and others that are facing in. When you're upstairs on the rooftop garden, you've got all of these beautiful plants and trees but wonderful views. When you wake up in your bed in the morning, you're staring at the ocean as opposed yeah. to staring at a wall. So it was really intentional for us to really push the boundaries of bringing the outside in and vice versa. Yeah, and we're staying in an infinite veranda nice. um, cabin stateroom. It's, I mean, such an interesting design. When you, when you hear about it for the first time, you're kind of like, well, how's this going to work? Mm -hmm. But it is actually really clever. Um, how did that like realization to build it that way come about? Um, so we're always looking for more space, right? We love the size of our ships. They're, they're big enough to give us a platform to do all the wonderful things that we want to provide to our guests. But you know, they, they're still like small enough to you know, feel that mm. premium and that closeness. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the stateroom, you're always looking for space. And mm -hmm. so when you think about, how, our guests use the balcony, mm -hmm. but the actual time that they use the balcony, I'm making up this percentage, we call it 80-20, right? 80% 80 yeah. inside, 20% yeah. outside. And so you're like, how do you capture that space but still give the outdoor environment? Yeah. And so that was really the intention. The intention was, how do we you know, really maximize the overall square footage that we have? Yeah. And that ultimately, um, river ships do it quite, quite well. Mm -hmm. They have that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that window. So that's how it started, that and then we riffed off of that, yeah. um, and it's turned into this wonderful, um, this wonderful cabin type that everybody loves. And, and when you walk in, first impression is you just see that wall of glass. Yes, like, oh, totally really connected. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. And I guess the other thing that really impresses me, I'm just shy of two meters tall. <laughs> and you walk into the bathroom and do not have to bend over. It's like yes. got enough head height for yeah. me to stand up, which is remarkable. Yeah, the most luxurious showers, I think, I mean, in the yeah. industry. Just really wonderful and comfortable um, and not the traditional uh, cruise ship shower. No, we have this little joke on the podcast about the ship uh, cruise ship showers and it's if it has a shower door rather than a shower curtain, then it's got full points from us. <laughs> <laughs> this one picks yes. all those boxes. Yeah. Um, it just stepping back to the external design of the ship. Mm -hmm. I mean, the most striking feature probably when you look at it from the outside is the magic carpet. It's yes. brightly painted in orange. It has the railings on the side of the ship. It's on one side, not on the other. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite an interesting concept. How did you come about the idea of building a moving platform on the side of the ship and what is it used for? Well, again, it's used for a few things. Um, the most practical thing is we've got eight different launches on this uh, ship um, and they are really custom premium launches and the idea behind that was in some ports we can't dock mm -hmm. um, and so we want to get you to um, where we're going in a really wonderful way and have that be an extension of what celebrity is so we created these beautiful custom launches and so by having those custom launches you need to have a really sexy way uh, to get on those launches <laughs> thus the magic carpet yeah. uh, came to be and then so having that platform extend out over the ship after we use it for the functional reasons mm. 
um, you start to think about, well, what can you use it for yep. um, when you're not using it as sure. a tendering platform, if you will. And so that's how you know it ultimately came to be. And so thinking about how you really kind of extend and push out, you almost feel like you're in the ocean yeah. um, when you're we, on the We platform. stood there as the ship sailed out of yes. Sydney, and being eye to eye with the Opera House was quite a special experience, exactly. particularly from that kind of vantage. Um, the engineering that must have gone into that, though, I mean, this ship's going to go through all sorts of weather, she's mm -hmm. moving. Yeah. What sort of challenges had to be overcome to, to design something like that? Well, I'm not a naval architect, but we've got sure. great naval architects on our, <laughs> on our team. And so there's all different studies that are done um, mm. in that regard. And so because she's movable, and that was one of the considerations, we wanted to make sure she was movable because depending on different swells or different weather that we have, et cetera, you'll see the platform either be on five or a little bit lower, oh, et cetera. So, okay, so it does yeah. move, and it's, it's purposeful the way it moves because that allows us um, to make sure it's safe yeah. in all different weather conditions. And so for Australians who, and people from New Zealand, I suppose, who are going to experience Edge for the first time, I mean, it's, a, I guess, a, an evolution of previous celebrity mm -hmm. cruiser ships. Um, we've recently just published a book about the evolution of the passenger ship, and it's mm -hmm. interesting to see how different designs that have been used in the past have influenced design mm -hmm. decisions in the future. What from your previous ships was learnt that has been implemented here? So from, say, the Solstice class or the Millennium class? Yeah, I think the intimacy of the spaces, right? And so um, we kind of have both of those things on Celebrity Edge. So we have these wonderful open um, atriums on, on Solstice class. So the, you know, the grand plazas, mm. if you will, on Solstice class are just much bigger here, mm -hmm. grander, kind of become the heartbeat of the, of the vessel, but then still have really beautiful intimate spaces. So our four main dining rooms, yep. uh, for example, um, really kind of getting that coziness. So the coziness of our Millennium and Solstice class um, are still here on mm -hmm. edge, but then we took the opportunity to create some grand spaces to just wow our guests. And um, the Grand Plaza is one of those, the theater as well. Um, Eden, another, yeah. just oh, absolutely that's a nice spectacular. Venue. Yeah, it's very yeah. special at the back there with yes. the view. It's amazing. Um, just to finish up, um, environmental factors are obviously becoming so very important for cruise passengers, and we're seeing ships that are being built with LNG power plants and also cruise lines looking more and more at things like sail and solar. Mm -hmm. um, what are Celebrity Edge's environmental credentials? So on the this particular ship, when it first came out, was 20% more fuel efficient than its predecessor. Mm -hmm. um, it also started with this uh, bulbous bow that we have yeah. in the front. Um, that makes it much more fuel efficient as well, kind of glides over the water. It's quite a different shape, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, and we were the first ones to pioneer that to do that and now you see others yeah, um, doing yep. it as well right and so we all learn from each other in that regard which I think is really just good overall yep. we've got a um, advanced emissions purification systems that scrub out all of the sulfur mm -hmm. in, in so that that helps the air and reduces you know carbon um, we also have a bunch of little tiny bubbles um, that are push out um, like little tiny holes in the hull that push out these little tiny bubbles that allow us to glide oh, a little bit better clever. that also make us more fuel efficient. All the elevators on board the ships, um, we use this generate their own power going up um, okay. and then we use that power to come down so that all takes care of itself. Oh, wow. um, this particular ship will be retrofitted um, s soon over time with a um, um, tri-fuel engine. It'll be coming out on Excel first. Okay. Um, and then as those work, there's ways in which we can you know, um, alter existing engines to mm -hmm. allow to use and run on methanol and e-methanol and okay. green fuels. Now it takes, uh, there's not the supply chain yet yeah. for those types of things, but we have ships for 30 plus years. So it's mm -hmm. really important for us to make sure that we're putting in the infrastructure and thinking about the future when that technology and the supply chain yeah. catches up. 
And the, the bubbles is an interesting one because yeah. we, we did some sort of deep diving on ship design features mm -hmm. a few few episodes back and um, to reduce the, the drag and yes. to improve the hydrodynamic efficiency. Yeah. And it's such a clever way to do it by, yeah. by using the air that way. Absolutely. So we always like to finish the podcast uh, interviews off with just a little bit about, about you, mm -hmm. about the person we're talking to, just mainly from your perspective as a, as a person who loves cruising, mm -hmm. I suppose. So do you, are you willing to participate in a quick fire round? Uh, sure, yeah. let's do it, let's do it. What was the first cruise you ever went on? Oh my God, first cruise was on, um, Oh my goodness, on Brilliance of the Seas on Royal Caribbean International okay. um, in the Med, and it was amazing. Oh, fantastic, yeah. yeah. Um, on a cruise, are you, do you prefer sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. And why is that? Um, just because, you know, it's time to have a cocktail. <laughs> I get to be in the back of the ship, beautiful yeah. glass of wine, watching the sunset. Yep. And then I'm on vacation, so I don't want to wake up that early. Yeah, I'm with Normally you during one. the day, I'm up at 5 a.m., so oh, on wow. vacation, yeah. I like to sleep in. Sleep in, yeah. nice. Do you prefer drinks up on the deck or in one of the inside bars? Oh, up on the deck. Yeah. yeah. To see that sunset. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Sea days or port days? Oh, goodness. That's a hard one. Um, both. You're, 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 it's like you're trying to make me split a baby or something. I know, right? right? <laughs> like, um, you were talking about the new partnership at uh, Coco Cay, though. Yes. So maybe, um, maybe that might be something. Well, yeah. I think you know our guests come to us first and foremost for the destinations that we take them to. And I'm, I'm very similar, right? So we select the cruise we're going on based on those destinations. Yep. Um, so probably destination first if you make me pick. <laughs> um, but then you know it's wonderful to have those sea days and have that downtime. I think that's what... I, that's why I love cruising mm. so much. It's like you can go, 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 and then you get a moment to just really exhale, which is fantastic. So this one, you, you, you might not want to talk to me again, but favorite ship. Do you have <gasps> oh, a favorite? that's so hard. <laughs> maybe pick through my children. Uh, um, maybe you can't. I don't well, know. Well, I think, you know, the easiest thing to say, so this is a cop-out, but the easiest thing to say is Celebrity Ascent, only because she's brand new. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, you know, and I think that everything that we do on every single ship, we learn from the ship before. Um, so I'm just so proud of our organization and our company because we're constantly learning yeah. and innovating on top of. So I'm sorry to the rest of my fleet because I, I feel very guilty now for we, saying we, that. We, we won't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't listen to the podcast. Um, and finally, do you have a favorite port? Oh, a favorite port. Um, that's a tough one as well, but I probably have to say Perfect Day at Coco Key. I was really responsible for designing and building it so yeah. it has a special place in my heart and that's the private island isn't it? it is the private island yeah. yes and i'm very excited for celebrity guests to go experience we've got lots of places and spaces to relax and recharge that are really fantastic and it, it is really truly the perfect day depending on what you want um, and how you want to experience that day that's great laura thanks so much i appreciate well, your time such a pleasure to be with you thank, thank you, you. awesome chat chris and uh, thanks for, for making time to to have a little conversation there Greatly uh, appreciated. Now, uh, I am very keen to hear what your first meal was like on board and then, of course, go into uh, the shows and entertainment that are available around the ship. Well, the first meal on board um, actually was uh, in the Alfresco restaurant, which is mm. nothing like a buffet. Well, it's kind of like a buffet, but but it's a buffet max, I suppose. Um, it, it has uh, amazing, amazing views out the side of the ship. The the windows in that area are just enormous. So you could see over to the Opera House. There's multiple different food um, stations. But one of the things that's interesting about the way that they do the food here is that it's prepared in smaller batches than what you find on some of the other cruise brands. So they'll make like a, a big um, sort of 
pot, I suppose, or, or um, large skillet of, say, a particular dish and bring it out. And it's not until that one is being de- sort of eaten that they start to prepare mm-hmm. and then make the next one. So there's quite a lot of fresh food coming out. So, and, and you really notice it in the food quality. It's, um, it, it's pretty, pretty high quality. And, you know, for, for a buffet um, setup, there was a massive amount of choice. But one of the things that my first meal was a pizza and they have a pizza bar at the back where they're making the dough fresh and they're cooking it fresh there for you. And um, it was very good quality. We went and sat outside at the after deck and watched um, watched the sights at, um, uh, around the Opera House and, and the Harbour Bridge. But the first sort of sit-down meal was at the um, Fine Cut Steakhouse. And this was a, a meal that was put on by um, by celebrity cruisers for, for the big group of media that were traveling on board, which I was one of. Now, this restaurant is their, yeah, I guess, the, the steak specialty restaurant on board the ship. Um, mm-hmm. But we had sort of a, a bit of a tasting experience. So they brought out sharing dishes of all the different types of food. And in our, there was multiple tables and each table sort of shared the different food. Yep. Um, there were people on our table that had dietary requirements. They, they did their very best to... Um, to support those people, those people, um, you know, their their service was perhaps a little bit slower. But I guess when they're doing a tasting platter and yeah. um, you know they're bringing out food for the group, it does take a bit longer to cook something specific for somebody else. Um, and then we all were provided with our own uh, individual uh, desserts. And look, the food quality again was excellent, and the the service was good. But it all went so fast because we're we're meeting all these people. Some of them. Um, some people I knew already from previous trips or from other um, work I've done on cruise ships and, and other people meeting for the first time. So um, it ended up being sort of a more, almost three-hour meal, um, but it didn't feel like that long. <laughs> and as we were eating, we could see um, Quantum of the Seas, which left Sydney just ahead of us, and the two ships were sort of sailing um, alongside one another for a little bit, and then she turned off to head, head north, and we were heading towards New Zealand. So it was pretty yeah. awesome views out the windows too. Awesome. And obviously from dinner that flows into evening entertainment. What's going on around the ship? Is there a nice flow of fellow travellers? Lots of music, I would imagine. Yes, it's a very vibrant ship. But what's up? There's a few things that sort of stood out to me. Um, Firstly, there is there is a lot of music. Um, There's a lot of um, acts on board that that provides live music, which is really nice. And you have sort of duos in some of the lounges. Um, You have um, couple of bands that that were playing um and and there are different sort of types of music in the different lounges so quite vibrant um high paced music in uh the grand plaza for example but uh in eden which is an absolutely remarkable space it's uh, this huge uh, lounge bar dining venue at the back of the ship um, that spans mm-hmm. over multiple decks and is full of living plants. And, you know, you walk into that space and it's just this visual sort of explosion of, of, um, of imagery. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe, but I have got, I've got pictures and videos, so <laughs> people can see it that yeah. way. Um, but it is, it's, it's not, not like a normal cruise ship space. It's kind of like they've taken, they've opened up the whole aft end of the ship and turned it into this one big multi-use venue it's really cool but in there they might have had sort of they had they had sort of slightly quieter music during the evenings um so they set different ambiences throughout the ship um Mm -hmm. and then there's a nightclub as well where you get um it's called the club and you get a bit more um sort of uh, 
louder and more vibrant music in there as the evening goes on. Uh, and people sort of transition throughout the ships and might try different things. They'll go to the show and then come and have a little bit of time in the in the club and then end up ultimately the Grand Plaza sort of seems to be the sort of central hub of the ship and people end up there towards the later part of the evening. Um, and that's sort of where that and the club is sort of where the music sort of was loudest and most um, most energetic in the evenings. But it, because it spans, particularly the Grand Plaza, because it spans over multiple decks, you've got people who are out down there on the dance floor, you've got people sitting around having drinks, you've got people at the bar, yeah. and then on the upper levels, there's people watchers and there are people having dinner. So it's sort of, the ship absorbs the people very well. Yeah. Awesome. Now, uh, I did actually watch one of your videos just now and learned that you did a bit of yoga for the first time. So uh, how about the, the wellness areas <laughs> on board? Yes, I did. I tried yoga for the very first time um, on board. They have um, sunrise yoga, which was at the very reasonable time of um, of 8, 8 a.m. So, okay, so not sunrise. sunrise. Late sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a space on board the ship called the Rooftop Garden, which is just mm -hmm. behind the funnel. And it has real plants and it has a deck area. And it's sort of sheltered. It's got these beautiful big artwork features around it's quite another one of these sort of very visually impressive spaces but but quite yeah. a good space for for things like this so we had uh yoga mats that we could set up down there they had a yoga instructor and um, um and, and other other people that um, that joined us and we all sort of uh, about a 45 minute um session and um i felt it afterwards i must be honest <laughs> um but that's just that's just part of the wellness offering on board the ship that she has um multiple swimming pools there's a jogging track but at the front of the ship there's also a um a very comprehensive spa facility um that um is run by one spa world um elemis uh for example is is one of the products that you'll find um find there mm -hmm. and uh the 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 spa facility sort of has a forward facing views around around the bow of the ship and um and uh, there's treatment rooms there's seminar rooms there's a um uh, you know the sort of thermal suite area as well uh and that for, so forms part of the wellness there's even a barber shop on board which i noticed which is um, a bit different um, and a beauty salon as well so they've got quite a strong wellness product offering here and it's sort of reflected not just in that area but in the different activities that they do throughout the ship as well i believe you've got a little chat with a member of the spa team as well yeah, actually, two members of the spa team. Um, I'm very uh, fortunate to have had uh, the opportunity to sit down and, and learn a little bit about um, what makes the spa offering on just not just this ship, but also across the the one spa world um, offering um, tick mm -hmm. and, and why it's so strongly connected with cruising. Um, so uh, we've got this little piece of audio here uh, from um, from aboard the ship talking with Christina and Fleur. I'm joined by Christina and Fleur. Christina is from Grown Alchemist and Fleur is from One Spa World and they're both involved in running the spa facility on board Celebrity Edge. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for Thank having you. us. So the spa offering here, it's, I mean, this ship is so unique. It's so uh, novel for the Australian market. The spa facility on board is very extensive. What are some of the elements about this particular spa that really stand out to you amongst cruise ship spas that you've seen in your, in your careers? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll just talk, I think, first of all, from an Australian perspective and what we have in this region. Yep. Like, I mean, this spa is cutting edge. We, we really see some phenomenal treatment offerings that are very, very unique 
um, mm -hmm. to ships in this region, but also in terms of spa facilities, we have an incredible thermal suite area as well. So in, in inside our thermal suite, we do have about eight different um, facilities inside from a salt room, infrared saunas, um, we have flotation beds, um, heated stone beds that overlook the ocean. So yeah, it, it is just an incredible place to relax. Um, and this is what we kind of um, try to promote with all of our guests on board with One Spa World is we like to encourage all of our guests to indulge in wellness and that is whatever that means to you, whether yeah. that is sitting back and reading a book, if it's working out in the gym or doing a yoga class as you guys participated in. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> indulging in, you know, getting a nice massage or getting your hair done. I mean, this is, you know, wellness and this is what we try to promote on board and yep. taking that time while you're on board to do something nice for yourself and, and look after yourself. So, so Flo, you mentioned One Spa World. Yeah. For listeners who aren't familiar with how the spa operates on board, yeah. they might think it's the Celebrity Edge Spa. So right. how does One Spa World fit in and what's your role within that? Yeah, so One Spa World has been offering uh, personal care services on cruise ships for over 65 years. Um, wow. It, it, it is. It has an incredible history and it is a, probably the largest company um, in the cruise line industry for wellness mm -hmm. and, and personal care. Um, we do operate on over 190 cruise ships around the world. Gosh, and so across lots of different brands. Yeah, so we, yeah. we operate on a lot of different brands, but we do tailor make our offerings as well to each specific brand. Sure. And we do also operate in destination resorts such as, as Disney World and, and wow. things like okay. that as well. So yeah. my role personally is to oversee the operational side for Australia and Asia. Right. Um, which has yeah, given me the great opportunity to come on board this beautiful ship and yeah. and make sure it's ready for the Australian market. And looking at the facility here, how does the celebrity offering stand out? In quite, yeah, quite a few different ways. I mean, I know that Christina, you came on board to train some of the specific treatments yes. um, for Edge, so maybe you can cover. Yeah, well, we should probably introduce you a bit, yeah. bit more. Yeah, I'm um, talking away here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, talk about one spot world forever. <laughs> so, so you're, Christina, you're from Grown Alchemist, but I yeah. believe they're also linked with Elemis, who listeners might know a bit better as one of the providers of the um, products on board the yes, ship. Yes, they are. Yeah, so Elemis has been um, the provider to One Spa World since 1994. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so a very long time. Elemis is over 30 years old as a brand. Um, I mean, I remember Elemis Spa on the old QE2 back yes, before exactly. she retired all those years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, early last year, um, our, our group acquired Grown Alchemist, so it mm -hmm. became part of our family. And, you know, it was something One Spa World took a really big interest in, was having a second brand on board that filled in the gaps um, that maybe where Elemis underserved our customers, a different approach, different treatments, just a real different offering because yeah. I think for us now when we look at a guest and their skincare routine, they are definitely shopping around, they're looking for more options so that's mm -hmm. how we came to have a second brand on board and yeah. my job was um, to Fleur's point to design the treatment menu for okay. one spa world so yeah. the grown alchemist whether you have the facial or the barber treatment we offer some body services so 
that's all my development that I spent yep. quite a few months doing. And then, yeah, we launched early last year. We'll close out for Grown Alchemist on over 40 ships this year. Wow. Um, and then hopefully by the end of next year, we'll be on all 190. And Grown Alchemist has an Australian heritage? Yes, right here in Australia. So. Melbourne is the home of the brand. Um, in Colton, they have a retail lab, so they were a retail brand. Yep. They actually hadn't really done spas before we acquired them and we introduced them to One Spa World. That was their first wow, take okay. into the spa market. So it is very unique. And, you know, I think you attended my masterclass yesterday. Yes. As you saw, some people have never heard of Grown Alchemist. And, it, we're in their home market yep. right now, so yep. it's a great opportunity to raise awareness of the brand, and especially right now in the peak season here for Australia. Yeah. So when you when you walk into the spa facility here, just for people who haven't seen it themselves, there's mm -hmm. sort of a big reception area. Then you lead through, and you've got treatment rooms. There's a barber shop. You've yeah. got spaces for seminars. You've got spaces for for wellness classes. Um, we went through one of the classes with you yesterday yeah. where you showed us how to use all the products. And please don't look at me too closely. Oh. <laughs> no, we're just admiring your glowing Oh, well, glow. it's 100% nothing to do with what I learned oh. yesterday. <laughs> it's, a la it's a lack of uh, sleep, I think, that's making me glow. Um, but but what, from, a, from a guest perspective, from a passenger's perspective, what, what do they get out of visiting the facility in terms of learning about how to look after themselves better and their skin better? Do you know what? It's always really funny. We always talk about the spa is, I think, that escape from yeah. the rest of the ship. Because when you come on board, as much as it is so beautiful and it is so relaxing, but there is a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's the martini bar and everybody wants to see the show and you go to the theatre. And then you just want that moment of quiet, of calm, mm -hmm. of peace that you probably can't just get at home. You can't always walk out of your house and escape yeah. Yeah. everyday life. So... And I know, I think here with Celebrity, they've worked with British designer Kelly Hoppin, mm -hmm. yeah. um, who has designed their spas. So it's the whole aesthetic, I think, as you both know, the minute you walk in, it's so calm, it's so tranquil. But for us as a brand, our whole thing is education. And mm -hmm. we invest so much in educating the teams on board to such a high standard for the knowledge that they provide to a guest, for the care, and just how they teach them to take away everything they've experienced and how you're going to do that at home and continue yep. in yeah. your everyday life because unfortunately you can't take those fabulous therapists home with you that's no, not allowed you can't take the <laughs> you can't take the Celeste therapy pool home with you either no, you can't, <laughs> but you can take all their knowledge away so you know i'm really fortunate i have a team of nine um who we travel across all the fleet you know mm -hmm. for one spa world educating the teams about the brands about skin and then you know they have um like wellness hours here mm -hmm. on board edge on sea days you go similar to the masterclass i had where they teach you about a skincare routine yep. give you all that additional advice you've got the fitness team on board that do like nutritional sessions with you how to boost your metabolism and these are all free sessions yeah. by the way yeah okay complimentary yeah seminars that we that we offer across many different modalities. So from we do a hair show to educate guests about how to look after their hair, um, the Women's Wellness Hour, which Christina mentioned, which is all about you know looking after your face, looking after your body, you yep. know, um, trying out different products as well. Our amazing fitness seminars that we do to educate people about their metabolism, you know, how to achieve their goals in terms of weight loss or weight gain, mm -hmm. or just uh, general health. Um, 
and aches and pains. I mean, we have a medi spa clinic, yeah. we have an acupuncture clinic, and they mm. also do have their seminars as well. So, I mean, it's just endless what we, we can really offer. And that's something that was quite interesting, actually, is that yesterday you mentioned about the, the, the staff that you have on board and how they come with specialist uh, skills. It's, yes. I think there might be a perception for some people who have never tried it, that it's just a group of people who like know beauty care routines and they kind of get then asked to do a variety of different things. But that's obviously not the case. No. So. If you I can talk us, through, talk us through who's actually running these facilities. Yes, yeah, so what happens is, um, you know, we all go to college and we train to be a facialist, a massage therapist, yep. a hairstylist, barbers, personal trainer. And when they've completed their qualification relevant to their country, um, One Spa World actually have training academies around the world. So we have the London Wellness Academy yep. in London. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Manila we've got Jamaica, we've got South Africa, we have India. Um, So, you know, depending on where you're based Mm -hmm. in the world, you attend that training center for several weeks and you undergo rigorous training on all of the services that are offered on board. You know, this the whole five-star etiquette, you know, celebrity is part of that kind of Forbes piece as well. So they undergo all of that training so that then when they come on board, they have additional knowledge, they know all of the protocols, they have all of that skill set to offer everything. And it's not, and I think, you know, to your point, people, I I remember getting asked, you know, oh, do you just, like, how is this your job? They don't realize you, it's like a lot of industries, you have to go to college and train. And then you go through more training before you can even go into a full-time role. And, you know, like here on Celebrity, they have um, a bed called the Quartz Bed, which is provided by a company called Gariani. Um, And it is made from quartz crystals and the bed is heated. Mm -hmm. They use um, these beautiful quartz poultices with the Elemis body oils. And it's a 75 minute, like top to toe indulgent ritual. Mm -hmm. But to learn that treatment, it takes them up to two weeks to yep. master that from start to finish it's not a like oh in an hour i can teach yeah, you it's yeah. really intense not a bridging course or anything yeah it's proper proper yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure so cruising it's so uh interlinked with the spa experience and many yep. people will probably try as treatment for the first time on a cruise ship yeah. i know i did i tried yoga for the first time on a cruise ship i had a, a hot stone massage for the first time on a cruise ship Amazing. um what do you think makes cruising a great place to engage with a spa facility i think it's just so easy if you know you go from your cabin straight to the spa we make it so easy for you but also the offerings that we have i mean you will see offerings here that you won't really see in a spa at home Mm. you know you you can utilize the steam rooms the sauna and have that full spa experience you can as you said go and do a yoga class you know indulge in a massage or have your hair done it's all there for you we have everything all in one area for people to come and just take that time for themselves. And I think that's what you want to do when you're on holiday, mm-hmm. right? When you're on holiday, you want to do something to treat yourself. You want to look after yourself. You want to go home and feel restored and, and renewed. And that's what we can provide people with. Mm. So I think that's why people really take advantage of it when they're on board. And does One Spa World work with the various cruise brands to create a facility or does the cruise line say, this is the facility, please run it? Depends. Um, I think especially when we look at new built cruise mm-hmm. ships, um, they will often engage us to, and we will work together to create that facility. Um, however, you know, we do take on board um, also a, lo- a lot of other, like older ships. Sure. Um, and then we will 
work with that facility. Yeah. So, so a lot of the time we will run with the facility that we're given, but yeah, with the newer build ships, yep. we do um, often try to give our input to make it as best as possible as we can for our guests on board. Fantastic. And um, Christina, just from a perspective of uh, Grown Alchemist, yes. the products that you went through with us yesterday, yeah. uh, how, how do they stand out amongst the, the, the array of different products you could potentially purchase on land or at sea? Um, I think the thing with Grown Alchemist is they have such a really different approach. I think, you know, as you both saw, and I know your listeners can't see, but if they go, you know, onto our Instagram, onto our website, you know, we really are a brand for the design conscious. Mm -hmm. It's very lab chic. So that look and feel is something very different out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, for us, we're about creating, you know, the optimal condition for your skin so that you have the healthiest functioning skin to really just give you that, that glow, that vitality, that luminosity. Um, I think our whole approach to really restoring health and function at a cellular level is very different because we have to address that first in skin mm -hmm. before then we can target you know, any other concerns or focuses you have. Um, but I think it's the brand's approach to sustainability as well. You know, as you saw the packaging, it's all aluminium tubes, it's ocean waste recycled packaging mm -hmm. as well, which is great. You know, we're part of a B Corp group. Um, we're really big into where we source our ingredients from, being able to trace that back, yep. using biotech, as we spoke about yesterday. And biotech is taking an ingredient, bringing it to a lab and saying, I want to use this, create it for me without robbing the earth of sure. its natural sources. And, and for people who aren't aware, a B Corp group? B Corp, yeah, so B Corp is all part of our mission to be sustainable, it's our packaging to be fully recyclable. Mm -hmm. Again, to work with our suppliers, you know, so we know the moment, like when the ingredient was picked, who picked it, what the weather condition was, um, all of those types of things. So it is our, and it's not just the sustainability piece, but it's also for us as a company and how we take care of our employees and then how we look after our clients as well. Yeah. And, you know, a very big in diversity as well, being part of a B Corp company. Ah, fantastic. And we, we generally finish the podcast interviews with a little quick fire round. Ooh, oh, the pressure God. is on. I know, I know. And I it's feel the pressure. <laughs> so well, if you're willing to participate. Okay. Are you, are well, you, you, are you ready? Well, you came to yoga for me. So. I came to yoga. <laughs> so I I'm going to... And I saw someone taking photos, so I might ask some difficult questions. Okay. <laughs> There's pictures of me doing yoga out on the internet. I'm, I'm devastated. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll do Christina and then Fleur, okay. so oh. we don't talk over each other. <laughs> I really came too confident then. <laughs> well, you spoke so well. The first cruise you went on, the first ship you ever stepped foot on? Um, Regal Princess in dry dock. Yeah? Yes. The new one? She had gone into dry dock, Regal right. Princess, and this was, must have been in 2017. Okay. And I think it was she was docked in Amsterdam, so she was out of the water yep. having a full refurb. But then I went to Royal Princess and I docked in, I got on in Gibraltar and I sailed round Europe. Oh. So that was my first official sail, but my first cruise ship was in a dry dock. Yeah, we just passed, uh, crossed paths with the Royal Princess last oh, night. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, <that's cool>. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. How about you, Fleur? Brilliance of the Seas. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was in Italy, and that was back in 2005. So okay, wow, a long yeah, time ago. there you that go. That was the first cruise ship I worked on. Okay, cool. For yeah. One Spa World? Yeah, yeah, there you World. go. Yeah, you can see how diverse the um, uh, selection is, I suppose, there. Yeah. From yeah. Celebrity to Royal Caribbean to, I think you said Cunard. 
for yeah, One Spa really World, yeah, P&O cool. Australia, yeah, yeah, so lots of different brands. Um, Christina, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Cool. And sunset. Sunset, yeah. Yep. Too early in sun. Well, you guys like yoga. What's this all about? <laughs> I'm an act Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Yoga because you had to be, I suppose. <laughs> it was 8.30, that was an acceptable okay. time of the morning. Yeah, I don't know, on a cruise. For me, like, sunrise is probably like 6.30. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. too early. <laughs> so would you prefer to have drinks on the open deck or at one of the inside bars here on uh, Celebrity Edge? Weather permitting, uh, open deck. Yeah, yep. the sunset bar at the back? Exactly. Yeah. All right. I loved the martini bar downstairs, yes. so I'll stay inside. Okay, <laughs> there you go. We've got some dissent here, but yeah. <laughs> the answers. Um, sea days or port days? Um, if, we, if I'm on a working mode, in business mode, a sea day every yep. day. Um, if we're off, it's a port day. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Sea day as well. Yeah. I love sea days. They're so high energy in the spa. We're, we're so busy and it's just great energy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favourite port that you visited in your careers? Naples, Italy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Home that of pizza. Oh. Great yeah. shopping. Aperol spritz. Yeah. Can't beat it in June, July. Okay. <laughs> Naples and? Oh, this is such a hard question. It is isn't easy. It's a hard one. I would say I'm going to go with Italy as well because I love Italy. Um, Civita Vecchia, which is the gateway to Rome. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, getting to Rome is pretty yeah. special. And that's where I joined my first ship, actually. Okay. Yeah, so. All right, there you go. Good memories there. And, and the last question, you, you might not be able to answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you oh. have a favorite ship? I knew this was going to be a question. <laughs> oh, this is really controversial. Oh. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. <laughs> Today, right now, Celebrity Edge. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... There's so many... There's still a lot of ships I, I do want to see, but yeah, so sure. far, I would say Celebrity Edge at the moment because I'm so impressed since I've been here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, second to that, I would say Celebrity Equinox, which was a great ship that I, I did work on a few years ago, but probably now this is yeah. probably a bit more If I can advanced. I would go for um, Resilient Lady, Virgin. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys there as well? Yes, we wow. are. That's okay. on my list to visit. Yeah. Yeah. She's just been in the Australian market. Yes, I, yeah. did, I went to her when she was um, in her new build phase mm. and did all the training. So she has a very special place yeah. in my heart. Yeah. We, the co uh, my co-host, Barry, who runs a podcast with me, he's just been on Resilient whilst oh. I was here. So we thought we'd split it up and do one each. Nice. And, uh, he's been impressed and I think we're going to... We did a coin toss as to which one was going to get featured first, and Celebrity yeah. Edge won. And I think I'm, you know, I hope that Celebrity Edge just pips it at the post Definitely. and is the, more, is the, yeah. the better of the two <laughs> ships because I'm so fond of this ship. But he's very impressed of Brazilian lady. Yes, he's beautiful. Christina Fleur, thanks so much for joining me. No, it's been a pleasure you. to talk to you. Both. Thank you. Thanks and so we'll much. See you at yoga tomorrow. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, what? I'm leaving the ship tomorrow. I thought. Oh. <laughs> no, thanks so much. We'll, we'll see you there. Thank Take you. Care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Christina and Fleur, for, for sharing uh, that with uh, Chris and the listeners. Great little chat, Chris. Well done, mate. Yeah, and it's just interesting as well, Baz, to see the the, the growth of um, the, um, the Grown Alchemist uh, product offering as well, which was obviously, as mentioned, it was founded in Australia um, and now forms a sort of sister offering to, to the Elemis products there on board uh, the ship and, and growing across uh, the fleets of the different cruise ships of the world. Mm, not incredible. 
Now we did touch on uh, dining a little earlier. Did you do any other uh, restaurants around the ship? And how about dining in the cabin? Yeah, we actually end up having dinner one night in the Ocean View Cafe, the uh, Alfresco restaurant on board. Um, and again, throughout the day and into the evening, um, the quality of food there is 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 really very good. Um, so uh, you know, lots of people actually chose to dine uh, casual. Um, but there's also other other restaurants. We had one meal in Normandy, which is a French-inspired restaurant on board. Oh, yeah. And what they, yeah, what they seem to have done here is instead of having that one large, very big um, specialty restaurant, uh, rather main restaurant that many cruise ships have, they have um, sort of broken that up into a series of smaller restaurants. I think there's four of them, and each mm -hmm. one has a slightly different theme. So they share a main menu but they have different sort of um, signature dishes in each one. So Normandy was French. Um, they also have diff different offerings from the, from the different countries that inspire the, the other restaurants in, in the space. And so we had a, another big group meal in Normandy. And I mean, I ordered the salmon, for example, with hollandaise sauce. It was absolutely superb, perfectly cooked. Um, the desserts are uh, all um, very good, very, very very sort of rich and, and filling, but um, but very nice. The service was was excellent in there again, um, which which is uh, you know a tribute to the to the professionalism of the crew. Um, there's also a burger grill up on the on the pool deck near where the big swimming pool is, and that's one of the things that was really interesting about this ship is that the swimming pool itself, the main swimming pool on the top deck of the ship, it's very very big. It's sort of mm. almost like a semi lap pool. Um, so it's much, much longer than many of the cruise ship pools that you see. And then just in front of them, there's the solarium, which is another swimming pool, which is covered by a, a sort of glass dome. So in between those two, there's a, there's a sort of outdoor eatery area and you can get, um, you can get different grill food. And we had burgers there for, for one, for one lunch, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing to, to bear in mind here, of course, is that the specialty restaurants, so say, for example, like with, with having a meal in Eden, um, you do need to book. They are very popular, particularly on short voyages. Um, and so on a, on a few, well, we, we only had, we had two nights where we were hosted and two nights where we kind of did our own thing. And we did think yeah. about going to Eden, but we'd left it too late. So by the time, um, yeah. by the time we were ready to, to, to head in there, we, we'd actually, um, they'd, uh, They'd, they'd run out of space. There was no no more reservations being taken. So I would I would suggest that if you're interested in doing that, think ahead um, and, and make sure you make the booking. You can do that through the app. Um, but you know, in this, aside from from Normandy, there's um, Tuscan, which is a, a sort of a, well, their introduction theme will be a Tuscan theme. So mm -hmm. different um, different signature dishes in there, but the same again main main courses. Um, and then there's the Cosmopolitan and Cyprus, which again, um, offer a slightly different take. So yeah. if you were to just dine in the main restaurants, you could have a different experience in each one, um, rather than it being one big dining room. Yeah. I think that's the idea behind, behind the concept here. Uh, and again, it seemed, seemed to, to work quite well, um, on board and people, I mean, we were only on for four days, so you couldn't possibly try every single dining room in the space that we had yeah, yeah. Um, on board the ship. But, you know, the, the two, the two meals that I had in the main, um, in the specialty restaurants rather, uh, as well as, as Normandy were, were very good. Now, um, of course, I know that you've already put out a little uh, video of your five, five favorite places on, uh, on board uh, edge. 
Um, but without giving too many of them away, let's encourage the listeners to go and take a look uh, directly there. Um, what kind of areas, I guess, surprised you or wowed you a little bit more than maybe others around the ship? Well, I mean, I think I've alluded to it already, but Eden was like so impressive. It, I think the best thing to do if you're listening to this and you want to know what I'm talking about is go and check out the video because mm. the visuals do it so much more justice. And even that doesn't do the actual room itself, space itself justice. I can't really call it a room. Um, you, you enter in from the forward end through a, for this ship, a relatively narrow entry, but it's probably quite spacious for some other ships because this one has like very high ceiling heights, as I've mentioned before. Uh, and then the, the, the space sort of opens up and you get this view out through these massive windows and you sort of immediately notice the, the, the triple heights with big columns that are holding up the, the roof and plant life coming down from the ceiling. There's a bar that's got the, the drinks sort of displayed very elegantly on the bar area and a curved um, walkway that kind of spans up towards the aft of the space, but it's on a slight angle. So it kind of pulls your, your sight lines towards the, the aft end of the space. Um, mm. And it kind of takes you a few seconds to get, get get your bearings and you realize on the lower level behind all that, there's a restaurant. Um, and so it is, it is very, um, is very impressive. Um, the magic carpet is, is a lot of fun. Uh, and although it was stationary for our trip, it is the platform that sort of juts out from the side of the ship. So it is in a very interesting place to go. They had a, there's a bar in there. They had it open for, um, for drinks and you could take your lunch in. In fact, when we had the, the lunch on the on the deck the alfresco uh the burgers on on the deck we actually ended up sitting and um on the magic carpet to have a look at it and a lot of people sort of congregated there as we sailed past the um sydney opera house because you're kind of looking almost eye line mm -hmm. with the opera house from that from that structure so yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool this ship has got enormous they call them launches but you know the tender boats they're huge um i think 160 passengers each uh, and you look, you can kind of see into them and they've got, look, looks like very comfortable looking sort of seating, padded seating and that sort of thing. And I think the idea is that using those big launches and then using this magic carpet platform, you can get people off the ship much quicker um, because you just walk out onto the platform and then walk onto the, onto the tender. Uh, so when they're doing visits to private islands and that sort of thing, it, it's a speedier tender service. Awesome, Chris. I believe you've got another uh, interview, another chat lined up for us. Yes, absolutely. So um, as I alluded to earlier in the in the episode, um, I, on this trip, I traveled with my best mate, Luke. We've been friends uh, for as long as I can remember, since I was, I think, five years old. And um, he, he joined me on this particular trip. And having sailed a couple of times um, on trips that you and I have actually been on before, in fact, we've interviewed him on Pacific Explorer and a few of the mm. other ships, um, it's, it's always nice to have another opinion about uh, what is a, a new ship for the Australian market, something that we haven't seen in our waters here. So I sat down with Luke and uh, got a bit of a perspective uh, on what he thought of the ship. Regular listeners will recognize this voice. He's been on numerous podcasts and traveled on many ships with me. He's actually my best friend from when we were kids and he's here on Celebrity Edge to take in the first ever Australian New Zealand voyage. Luke Morrison, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Chris, and my oh my, what a ship. Oh, you like her? Oh, man. Um, unfortunately, 
with great bad news, we've arrived in Auckland. <laughs> at the end of our, <laughs> at the end at the end of the our little crossing, our little media trip across to, um, uh, to Auckland, isn't it? My first next-gen ship, I, I suppose, sort of, you know, the, the newest ship I've been on, and my goodness, um, she's wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. So, thinking about seeing her in Sydney for the first time, yep. when the ship's alongside, before you even step on board, what expectations did you have? Um, I suppose, like... W when we sort of walked first up to the ship um, on Saturday, the uh, I suppose the the, ex the external profile of the ship wasn't something I was expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, the the visual of the ship. You know, she's she looked very different from a normal cruise ship. Mm -hmm. uh, celebrity Edge uh, from the bow right to the back, she looks very unique. Yeah, uh, and, and the it, magic carpet hanging over the side. Exactly right. That just sort of catches you by surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the external visuals of the ship, you know, that, um, that caught me straight away, but then from when we boarded her, like literally from the minute we stepped on board and first entered the grand lobby, mm -hmm. uh, the grand plaza, I'm sorry, you knew she was different. Yeah. And I think we both knew that we were in for something special. Yeah. This the ship's quite a, quite a unique interior, isn't it? Um, setting foot on board and, and walking around those first few hours, mm. what struck you as unique? I suppose the, the, the layout. I've, I've never been on a ship where, one, the ceilings are so high. Yep. You know, nearly every floor, nearly every deck is double height. Um, nearly every, and all the little hidden, everywhere you go, there's somewhere, there's, there's somewhere to go to eat something, to drink something. There's not massive gaps of nothing on the ship. Each area on the ship has been used in a very unique way to fill the space mm -hmm. um the random art walkway that you go through on your way down to eden you know which could just be a normal deck walk but you yeah, go through this right. beautiful dark space which has got this amazing lighting inside with these incredible sound effects and these art artistic sculptures that you just walk through on your way to another area of the ship yeah yeah it's clever like they've just used space on the ship so well um yeah, it's just, yeah. And th being the first Edge class cruise ship that has been in um, local waters, but also mm. it's the first you, first time you've been on an Edge class ship, Yeah. Um, some of the design features like decks that aren't necessarily level, there's sort of walkways that raise up and mm. connectivity between the various areas. Can you tell us what you thought of, of, of that design element of the ship? I think it's amazing. You know, it's um, the, the, the flow mm. through the ship is great i think we've got what over three thousand passengers on board and i think not once have we felt like it's taken us a long time or that we're in a crowded space yeah just because there's such great flow through the ship one of my favorite walkways on the ship is actually outside mm -hmm. on uh, deck 14 that curved walkway that goes up to deck 15. yeah right uh, yeah. that's really cool uh, it's up on really stilts neat. almost as it goes up exactly yeah, right yeah, yeah. and it and it's lit up at night too it's got those beautiful um, LED lights that lights it up at night. The ship does have some very beautiful um, illumination throughout oh, it. Yeah. yeah, at night this ship comes alive, that's for sure. But uh, I get, even during the day, the ship is alive. It's, um, uh, it's just so different and yeah. so unique. And what a product for the Australian cruisers. Yeah. They're going to fall in love with this ship, I can guarantee it. Like They're going to step on board and be transported to a cruise world they've never seen before. So, uh, like me, you have been staying in a uh, infinite veranda 
cabin, yes. stateroom on board the ship. Indeed. Um, I've, I've tried to describe it in an, when, when I boarded the ship in, in uh, Sydney. I did the sort of intro to this podcast and tried to describe the space. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it's kind of hard to imagine until you're here. And I know looking at pictures of it doesn't quite do it justice. No, do, definitely not. Do you want to sort of summarise the, the highlights of the, of the stateroom? Well, let's think of it as a sunroof for your balcony. <laughs> yeah, like it's um, you know how you ha- in your car you have a sunroof, you can open it up and you can enjoy some outside air. Yeah, and then if the weather's bad, you can close it up. Yep, that's exactly what this balcony does. It is a balcony. Um, you've got wood paneling on the floor. Yep, that go that sort of turns. You can see the balcony space. You've got louver doors that close yep. and sep- you can separate it from the cabin. Um, and if the weather's too cold or it's windy or it's rainy, you can just literally. Close the sunroof or close the door. Yeah. Um, lift it up, um, and then you can still enjoy the the view that mm. you get from mm. your normal balcony, but it's you're not subject to the elements. How's the soundproofing? Oh, mate, like it's incredible. <laughs> the minute you close it, and it's also got a uh, a blind, an electronic blind that comes down at night time. Yeah. Um, that completely we'll blocks the light, yeah. and the room is pitch black. Yeah. I don't think I've ever slept in a darker room. I think and instead of like being in an inside cabin, when you press a button, then you're in an outside cabin. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And um, I've slept very well. Yeah. And very comfortably on this ship. Yeah. So if you had to think of your favourite spaces on board, maybe what's your top three in terms of places to top three? Visit? Um, Eden. And what, um, what is Eden for listeners? Uh, so Eden is a three-story high. So it goes across three different decks. Um, bottom level, there's a restaurant. Middle yep. level, there's a bar, seating area. And then that continues again with another beautiful curved walkway. Yeah, yeah. With glass for across the full three decks. And you can just look over the back of the ship yep. and see the wake behind the ship. Incredible visuals, incredible views. And then that leads to another sort of seating area up the top, which also has um, book space up there as well. Yep. Um, so it's sort of like a nice chill-out area. Um, and... Real plants everywhere yep. up in Eden. Like the, it's been designed incredibly. Um, it's light. It's green. It's open. The seating there is really comfortable. The bar staff were fantastic. Um, Eden, Eden. I'd probably say Eden's my favourite spot on the ship. Yeah. Um, it's just a, such a unique space, and I, yeah. don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And nighttime, the nightlife there. No, the the band, um, the band Starlight that's yeah. been playing there they've been fantastic and that and but they don't keep the same band in there every night they change it up yeah so there's a different uh, performer in the in eden each night which they do across all areas of the ship yep um which i think is very clever second favorite place second favorite place uh grand plaza yes uh grand plaza um the central hub the beating heart of the ship yeah uh you've got the martini bar in the middle of the grand uh grand plaza uh, and then you've also got, the cas- it feeds into the casino, it feeds into a cafe, it feeds into a, two restaurants mm-hmm. opposite each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a really... Um, Very vibrant space. Vibrant, yeah. buzzing space on the ship. And the, um, like the electronic chandelier they have across on top of the, um, the martini bar there. Yeah. You know, at night that does a crazy light show and then the barmen are there doing their tricks with the drinks and with the bottles in the air and then you've also got the band playing as well it's just such a vibrant and um, great place at night to come have a dance have a drink yep do some people watching because it's brilliant 
um, the silent disco we saw there on, I think, was it night one? I think, was that yeah. night one? First night out. The, they did a silent disco in the um, in the Grand Plaza where people are wearing, like, lit-up headphones. Yeah. And listening to the music. And watching it from Deck 5 and hearing the da- the singing and the dancing, but you can't hear the music, it was such an amazing sight just to watch. Yeah, yeah. And they looked like they were having a lot of fun. A lot of, uh, yeah. I was yeah. very tempted to go and join, but my dance skills aren't quite at that level <laughs> nor had I nowhere near had enough alcohol to <laughs> let that loose <laughs> and, and um, if my math is right we need one more one more this is a tough one because there's so many great places on this ship um, spot number three for me I'll give a mention to the theatre the theatre is unique and amazing yeah uh, we'll circle back on that in a bit because I want to talk a bit about yeah. your, your connection with cruise ships the, the, the theatre was great um, but you know what, like, somewhere that you don't expect to be a favourite spot of the ship um, is the the cafe up on deck 14, the, mm. the what you, I, I wouldn't even call it a buffet, but it yeah, is, yeah, yeah, it, like it, the it, restaurant on there, the restaurant yeah. up there, which is a buffet, but not a buffet at the same time, mm-hmm. um, the food up there is amazing, mm. Um, mm. so yeah, many yeah. different choices, You've got a bakery up there. You've got a nice creamery up there. You've also got another bar up there. You've, um, and we ate there several times. The pizza, my oh, goodness, very good. That was um, very very good. That all freshly made too. All freshly made. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the best pizza I've ever had at sea. Yeah. Um, and the crew are very friendly. Crew have been great. Yeah. The crew have been, um, you know, hats off to Celebrity because their crew have been top notch. Yeah. On this trip, um, it's been really great. I know we've. You know, met a few people by name and um, made some new friends along the way, but um, it's been, yeah, it's it's been great. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, we you mentioned the theatre. There's a lot of entertainment on board this ship. It's, yes, it's a very sort of uh, entertainment heavy. Great cruise director and Giuseppe. Yeah, Giuseppe, um, he's been brilliant. And yeah. and a very personable uh, sort of cruise staff. Lots of things on in the different parts of the ship. Yeah, and um, you know, if something's not for you, like. Um, if, if you didn't want to see the, see the theatre show in the club, they had the you know the acrobatics and the uh, the production staff doing a show in the club mm. that you could go and enjoy, and it looked like they were having a great time, or sort of a bit of a disco slash very involvement in the passengers that looked like a really good fun. Um, we went and saw the the uh, the comedian in the theatre um, last night, but there's always and then you've obviously got your bands and stuff playing as well. So if you're not wanting to go do the the party stuff or go see the shows and you can go chill out in one of the bars and just listen to some great music and yeah. have a drink you know it's there's just so many options all at once you know so um, just on a, on a on another note mm-hmm. um, you know listeners obviously have heard from you a few times you've Dumped been travelling on uh, cruise ships more and more our, our first time as kids on a ship together was back in 1996 on board the QE2 all these years later mm. you know I'd I'm working on the ships, and, and now you're also working with cruise ships. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. So what are you what are you doing? Oh, I'm just telling some stories that make people laugh. You're telling some stories that make <laughs> is that is that a is that a, a cautious way of saying you're an onboard yes, comedian? Yes, I, I, I am doing some onboard comedy now, um, which um, not here it, this trip though. Uh, not on this trip, but um, hopefully, you know, one day I can um, meet the edge crowd, but. Um, I am, yes, I am delivering a very unique style of comedy on board. 
um, something that's very different, but something that is um, very real to me, um, and it, it's it's just something that just brings laughter to people. Yeah. Um, for people anyone can... that's travelled on any of the ships that you and I have been on together, there may be a plague of chickens on board. But you know, if you want to find out more about that, you'll have to come and see the show. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's um, it's something that was very unexpected um, yeah. that happened. But um, but yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Enjoying it. So <laughs> people could probably find you over the coming season on um, several of the uh, ships in the Australian waters. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations, mate. That's a good new new stuff for you. It's <laughs> something new and unique. Um, I think it. Well, you know, you were the first one to hear about it. The first no. one I told, I, I told about it when it happened. But um, it's um, yeah, I'm really excited by it, and um, yeah, it's great to sort of bring some laughter to to a world which needs laughter at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, watch this space. It could be that uh, Luke Morrison is performing on your next cruise. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully I'll see you guys on there. Well, thanks so much, Luke, for your, your input and your thoughts, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day on board the ship. I will not. We have to get off tomorrow. It's are you already today. feeling a bit sad, are you? Oh, mate, it's a very sad day that we have to get off this great ship. But, um, you know, if celebrity listen to this, guys, thank you for bringing her down. Yeah. You know, Australians are going to fall in love with this ship. There's no two ways about it. They're going to love it. And um, book your tickets on, guys, because you'll love this ship. Thanks so much, Luke. Take care, mate. See you, guys. Awesome. Yes, another great little chat there. Chris, great conversation all around cruise. And thank you to Luke for, for taking the time to have a little uh, conversation with you. Now, um, if the powers that be are listening, and you never know because you were invited, chances are they're going to check out this uh, episode. If there is one thing that you want to get back to the management at Celebrity, good, bad or indifferent, what were your uh, lasting thoughts on Celebrity Edge? Uh, I mean, I walked away. I mean, the whole trip was sort of like, everything seemed so new. It was, there was everywhere you looked, there was something new and interesting to see. Um, four days, you, you know, it's just not enough time to take it all in. But there were people on board the ship who had been there since she left Europe and oh. not just a few, you know, there was lots of people who had done the whole trip and were doing the New Zealand trip and then we're going to leave the ship in Sydney. And we got chatting to them and they were you're still discovering new things to do on board. Um, look, the, the, the design of the ship, the fact that it's been created with so much space in mind, the, the clever way that they've utilized the space to create really interesting, engaging, rooms and experiences is is very impressive um the the theater on board the ship is remarkable and you know this is a bit of a um a bit of a cheeky one but like i would love to lecture in that space <laughs> and they actually do have enrichment lectures they had somebody speaking about um uh, about space on, on board um on board the ship as part of the enrichment program so um uh, but you know celebrity itself with chandras as its forebear have a have a rich history and a part, big part of the um ocean liner as well as the um cruise cruise ship uh, story so mm. you know that would be awesome because that that theater and again take take a look at the photos take a look at the at the videos on my youtube it's very impressive um but i think ultimately um the, the big takeaway here was just the, the unexpected, I guess, delights of the ship, um, things like the way that the, and it sounds so funny, but the way that the bathroom has been designed so that you feel like, you don't feel like you're in 
a cramped cruise ship bathroom it's sort of like comfortable and usable and ergonomic um we we enjoyed the the infinite veranda i mean i know it's one of those things that you're probably going to either have people who love it or hate it but we, we thought it was great i liked the fact that we could utilize that space in the cabin gave us that extra space and it wasn't sort of blocked out from the rest of the ship um the the crew are just brilliant and friendly and engaging and i guess that's probably what makes it so special the hard product is very impressive but if you filled it with grumpy disengaged people <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't leave you with a lasting impression of wow that was an amazing experience but what worked so well here is that the crew seemed so happy to be in australia so happy to welcome aussies and new zealanders on board the ship really engaged i mean i walked up to the bar for the first time in eden for example and the bartender immediately says oh hello welcome and puts his hand out gives me a fist bump and asks me what i what i want and suggests like what kind of cocktails we can have and you you know they don't have to do that they could just say yes what yeah, would yeah. you like but no they kind of go that extra mile and that's the bit that i think um really makes a ship and yeah. this one's definitely got that it was a, a happy ship and a happy crew and um and i think that's also led from the captain captain matt mm -hmm. he he did an amazing job with engaging with the passengers he was visible throughout the ship he did detailed announcements um telling us what was happening and the other thing i noticed which i i thought i really like this but each i think each day but at least on at least two occasions he did a crew broadcast over the passenger public address where he thanked his crew for the work that they're doing and oh, i was wow. like everybody on the ship no matter where you were could hear that if your crew and you're working you can hear his, his message of thanks and then he did birthdays oh, so wow. crew birthdays <laughs> and you know that just shows that your leaders yeah, little touches, care yeah. about you yeah. yeah and i think that's why it was just such a a warm and engaging and friendly ambience on board oh awesome no great finishing words there chris uh, glad you enjoyed um i've heard some incredible things from the various people that are were on the same sailing as you and also on the the uh, the latest sailing as well so uh Glad you enjoyed and glad we could weave it into the podcast as well. Of course, uh, you're going to be chatting to me a little later in the week about my experience on uh, the other brand that mm. we spoke about earlier. Um, but we're, uh, we're fast running out of time, Chris. We're almost at that 50-minute mark, so I think it's time to call it a day. Uh, we'll thank Celebrity officially once again, um, but encourage all of the listeners to head over to the YouTube channel. Of course, the link is in the show notes, and uh, there is already two videos up there. I'm sure there'll be more to follow. Your first one is around the uh, infinite veranda and the second one is the one around the five favorite things on celebrity edge absolutely and look you've heard probably two of them on this podcast there's a hint for a third and you have to now go to the video to find out what the other two are <laughs> barry i am so looking forward to interviewing you next week and turning the tables on you <laughs> <laughs> sounds good um, and uh but thank you for for um for your time and asking all those questions and again thank you so much to to celebrity cruises for the opportunity to sail on board of course this um, opportunity was provided to to the big cruise podcast and awesome thanks chris we'll see you next week thank you baz take care that's all for today if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts until next time bon voyage Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 